Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be with you. And we have a terrific guest for you today. His name is Jamie Walden. And uh, he was among uh, the leaders that led troops into Baghdad. He was the first, first unit there. Uh, brave man, now a pastor. He uh, is a tremendous investigator. And this man knows a lot about a lot of things. And you're going to really enjoy having Jamie on. I've shared the stage with him at various conferences. And I can tell you, he is always in demand. So we'll get to Jamie in just a second. Um, we're continuing to unfold the uh, Paradise uh, oh, excuse me, slip of the tongue, because it's like paradise. The Maui fires were going there, and so I'm going to tell you right now, uh, there's a lot that's not adding up, and Jamie and I are going to hit that. Hey, we're brought to you by Noble Gold, and let me say this to you very, very clearly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, CBDC is on its way in, so our 15-minute cities and the social credit that will go all with this stuff... And they'll just strip you of your money if you do anything they don't like. You need to get out of the system as much as you can. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. Now, let me focus on the gold. I'm a customer of Noble Gold. Have been for five years. I've been advertising for six. It's the best company out there. Least pressure, but they will get your retirement away from the bank so they can't steal it. Dodd-Frank 2010 law says they can take it because you're an unsecured creditor. They'll also take your bank account. We can help you with that. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com and get a free information packet. That's DaveHodgesGold.com for the free information packet. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are imploring you to do this. Now, the federal government makes me tell you that all investments are inherently risky. There's no guarantees. We agree with that warning. But I'm telling you, there's a reason why I've been a customer of Noble Gold for five years. Five years. So, DaveHodgesGold.com. Do it today. Get a free information packet. Hey, uh, very quickly here before we go to Jamie, just wanted to let you know that we're going to stay on top of what's going on. The rumors about Biden giving away the country, uh, his ignoring of Maui, what's behind that. We are all over this. And I'll tell you, Jamie's going to have a lot to say on these topics. Stay with us. You're in for a real informative hour. Here we are on the Common Sense Show, and you can see we have Jamie Walden with us. And what's conspicuously absent, ladies and gentlemen, is the is detailed coverage on as big of a, quote, national 
natural disaster concern that we could have. This is huge. I mean, this is absolutely huge. Now, it may not cover the geographic scope of the uh, oil spill that happened in 2010, um, and then the subsequent use of the toxic chemical corrects it. It may not be that big in terms of geography, but pinpointing related issues, it's huge. And the Maui event spreads to other areas of concern when we connect the dots, mainly Yellowstone, uh, Grand Canyon being nationalized. Jamie and I, Jamie Walden and I are going to hit this really, really hard today. And, and I don't feel anyone's making these connections yet. And and the thing is, I was telling Jamie before we went on, I've got two military sources. One of them I've known for a couple of decades and I know him well, and he's been a great source, never been wrong, never speculates. And if he's speculating, he'll say it. I'm going to bring in what he said. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what's going on in Maui, and 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 this explains, I think, when we get into this, why the White House is conspicuously silent. Why hasn't the president, or at minimum, Kamala, I can't say two sentences in a row, Harris, why haven't they gone to Hawaii? Why aren't they holding press conferences on site? Why they don't want to call attention to this. There's, there's very little display of empathy from the administration. I mean, we've got over 60 people dead. People had to flee to the ocean and be picked up by the Coast Guard to get away from this. And where I used to vacation when my wife was a corporate exec and they used to fly us out there, we stayed in Lahaina a lot. I know the area really, really well. And this area is gone. I've got a guy, a friend I used to teach with that's in the area. His home survived. He told me, he said, Dave, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. There's no pattern here. And then we're going to develop that idea. So Jamie, welcome to the show. And and what you were telling me in our pre-air discussion was if you were going to attack the United States strategically, let's say you wanted to dump a tactical nuke in, for example, uh, Maui would be one of the places you would hit. Can you tell us why? Yeah, here's here's a, a important thing for most listeners to know about Hawaii, because we have a misconception of it just due to the nature of, you know, CONUS, the continental United States versus some of our, you know, territorial assets, uh, that being the Aleutian Islands, the Hawaiian Islands, the islands of Guam, some of the forward operating bases in the Philippines and elsewhere, different Pacific islands, Wake Island, and it goes on and on and on. Obviously, being a, a Marine infantryman, um, I know not, we, we go on pack floats and med floats and things like that. So we're used to operating out there in the oceans where a lot of the other service members, Army or whatever else, even Air Force don't typically go to those places. But they're pri- primarily Naval and Marine Corps assets out there in the far Pacific. But the uh, Hawaiian island chain is I'm. This is no exaggeration. It is the singularly most significant military outpost for the entire United States military industrial complex. So I cannot say that more definitively enough. I mean, it's home of the U.S. PACCOM, which is the largest combatant command center of the entire U.S. military. There's one base for every branch on the Hawaiian Islands. There's 11 bases total. They have 86,000 acres of all the Hawaiian Island chains is dedicated just to the military personnel. I believe 70, I heard 77% of all civilians in Hawaii work for the military bases or some form of DOD contracting out there in Hawaii. It is the most military concentrated place in the U.S. per capita. 
It is the greatest strategic landmass for a foreign operating base against the U.S. mainland by any foreign adversary, because whoever controls Hawaii controls all the Pacific, which controls the shipping lanes from the Atlantic through the Panama Canal over to Asia. So all the shipping lanes come straight. They come shoot right, right out the chute of the Panama Canal, and they come right across the territorial waters of the Hawaiian Islands. All the way over to the to the Asian mainland, so that's a big deal. The other hugest deal ever is the Barking Sands missile testing ranges that is on the Hawaiian Islands. So Barking Sands is a forty. I mean, think of these numbers, Dave. Forty two thousand square mile, forty two thousand square mile missile testing range is based out of the hawaiian islands it's it's where arpa operates right advanced the dod's advanced research program it's where uh all the missile testing goes on it's where all our satellite observation goes on it's actually where our directed energy weapons are are housed and then you know obviously we know about pearl harbor and these other major bases but there's so many significant strategic outposts on the hawaiian islands that it make most people's head spin there's also the home of the diamond head deep underground military base and that what they've done is they've outfitted a lot of the lava tubes throughout the volcanic rock on the different island chains and obviously most people are aware that those island chains are just the tips of mountain, right? That, that's a mountain range that's running running the, the whole ridge line there. And those few Hawaiian islands are just the tips of the mountain range. So they're actually able to to operate within deep underground military bases through the, you know, semi-porous uh, volcanic rock in order to connect these things. You can watch CNN, MSNBC videos on youtube about the deep underground military bases on hawaii this stuff is all open source it's not so big like jamie what does this base do so typically so i'm kind of i'm reducing down to maui because we have the different islands right we have oahu and big island and and in the area around honolulu and stuff like that but i i was particularly keyed in on but what is on maui you know and i kept digging in like for the last couple days what is on maui these fires are very suspect can't say one way or the other okay we can't say yes this is some you know highly conspiratorial directed energy weapon based plant or even as simple as a world economic forum doing their push for the 15 minute cities and they're going to make sure there's no vacation spots left right there's a couple layers as to why lahaina would be targeted the way it was uh you know and we also have to give space that it was a natural occurrence uh long-term drought high winds a little bit of spark you get conflagration you know that that can spread pretty quickly through a city but there's these nuances of what was going on in maui and lahaina area in particular that just don't quite add up one of them i'll say as a side note and maybe we can get in that later before I lose my train of thought. But I, uh, lo- the longest career that I had, apart from Marine Corps law enforcement, both federal and uh, and a- as an Illinois State Police certified police officer, working at a municipal PD uh, west of Chicago. My longest career was as a firefighter, paramedic, and a rescue technician. So I was a technical rescue technician and a hazmat technician. So I was kind of like a deployable, whatever, disaster response dude, and. Uh, as a firefighter paramedic on an engine or on a rescue rig, we fought. It, it was actually uncanny how many vehicle fires we fought. I had no idea until I got into the fire service how many vehicles catch fire on a weekly basis. So I would say on a weekly basis, my engine company alone would fight two vehicle fires. That That's one engine company out of 
tons of engine companies and out of three different shifts because we work in two 24-hour shifts. So that should tell you the frequency of vehicle fires. Uh, we were trained on electric car via, uh, electric car fires because you have to fight them totally different. We were trained on electric bus, natural ga- gas bus fires because those are totally different the way you have to fight them. And then even the older vehicles that have magnesium block uh, uh, steering columns or the catalytic converters are made out of different types of, of uh, iron metal that when they get hot and you put water on them, you just created a chemical reaction. And the vehicle literally explodes in your face. All that to say is that in all the vehicle fires I fought where they're burned to the ground, never once, never once have I seen dripped metal or the, the heat index or a flame over a flashover or a melt point significant enough to melt full thickness aluminum wheels on a vehicle into the pavement. But that's what we saw in California in 2017 when the, even the uh, uh, wildland forest firefighter fire chiefs and di- district chiefs were saying that. They believe the fires were started from some kind of aerial platform. That was their words, not mine. Uh, you, we saw the same thing in California across all those vineyards when when there was a high index of suspicion of some kind of directed energy weapon. And now we're seeing the exact same thing in Lahaina and Hawaii. Same exact thing. Trees untouched, unscorched, grass unburned, yet houses with clay tiles. By the way, clay doesn't have a have a melting point obviously it does somewhere but it's way high on the spectrum and aluminum wheels and all these things literally gone just disappeared a typical i live in uh the san juan national forest actually i'm literally staring out a big giant window at the forest right now and even in the worst of the worst of wildfires where the heats are exceedingly unbelievable they're never hot enough to melt metal or to make clay tiles terracotta tiles on a roof disappear that, that it doesn't happen. I mean, even drywall doesn't burn up, you know, like different things like that when you're yeah. fighting structure fires. So, Jamie, let me add one thing. So I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you you just triggered something in me. And uh, as you know, I was talking to you about a military source. I have my best one and the one I've known the longest. And he called me and asked me, he says, Dave, what do you think of what's going on in Maui? I go, it was terrible but I don't really know a lot about it. I said, what I find curious is the lack of empathy uh, expressed by the White House. I mean, they're, 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 they're like on mute control here with this. And he said, well, I'll tell you, it's more than this. I know the Lahaina area really well, because when my wife was a corporate executive, we used to vacation there a lot, courtesy of the company. And they, uh, the road that runs through, the one road that runs through town, the one road, it curves like a snake. And, and yet, uh, according to what I was told by this uh, source, he said, I saw aerial drone photos and I saw some video. He said, the fire followed the road. I said, what do you mean? He said, it wasn't uh, a wild burn that went out of control. He said, later, secondary spread happened. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with that term. I suspect you are. But his word was secondary spread. You had the initial rush. And then you have the corollary damage that happens with a fire that's uncontrolled. But he said the base of the fire, the origination point followed the road. And he said it centered on homes and businesses. And he said it could be a freak of nature. People win billion-dollar lotteries. He said, but I'm highly suspicious based on what I've seen. And he said, that's why I'm calling you. And I didn't have anything to offer him. What's your reaction to that, Jamie? Do you know anything about this? Yeah, um, from just 
you know, a guy, you know, an armchair quarterback, but with the right eyes to see what I'm looking at, it's suspect as well, too. But like I said, always we. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time we can do is speculate but it can be informed speculation i mean yes. even when you're looking at bible prophecy right it's usually all informed speculation yeah, we won't is. know till we're facing it head on and we'll go oh that's how that's what the lord meant when he said this right in revelation 18 or whatever the case is it is informed speculation but it's but it's but here's where here's where the dots for me started getting connected in a strategic way. I knew about the uh, geopolitical, geostrategic significance of the Hawaiian island chain. There's a reason why we've always maintained it, and again, why 25% of all the Hawaiian landmass is military operational bases. That is a huge percentage. When you think about it, and like I said, it is the highest concentration of military personnel per capita in the entire United States. It is the singular most strategic forward operating base for the entire mainland continental United States. And it is the singular most significant missile testing range. I mean, I've trained guys in Yuma. You know, I'm not too far from Dulce, too far from Los Alamos. No, neither are you, Dave. I know that we're kind of in the same similar region out here in the Southwest. And uh, and yet this one outstrips them all. But here was the particular 
aspect when i think and we've been on i've been on your show before we've been we've talked about the perestroika deception right the overture the russian chinese connection to the impending uh world war three with a kinetic strike on the u.s mainland because of the bought and paid for u.s politicians including our mineral rights are bought and paid for they're being given as collateral and uh all the way down to our governors and our county road commissioners and our mayors and our chiefs of police have all been bought and paid for and that china has been assured stand down orders as far as the rocky mountain range right we've covered over that ad nauseum but in order to do that you need a ford operating staging area for your own troops and your own logistics with a inland protected deep water port, uh, i.e. Pearl Harbor. But you also need to take out the eyes and ears of any of our defensive capabilities. So let me just give you a quick rundown. And that's, on that's what, what you're maintaining. Wrong. That's what you're saying Maui offers is eyes and ears to, that would protect the island yep. of the United States. Okay, okay. And so now let, let me, for the listeners, break down exactly what is on the island of Maui in particular. This is Maui-centric, not the other islands of the Hawaiian island change. Uh, Maui is home to ARPA, the Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is responsible for all satellite-based weapons testing, satellite tracking, uh, near-Earth, and uh, deep outer space tracking objects. And also, uh, ARPA is where they do the uh, R version of directed energy weapons, both R&D research and development and testing. It's also home of the Maui Space Surveillance Complex. It is the number one complex for uh, tracking man-made space objects in the entire United States military department of defense and even our uh our aerospace industry it's also the home of the u.s space force command is on the island of maui but that's particular space surveillance complex it's also home to the high performance computing center which is the fifth most powerful computing center on the face of the earth ladies and gents I mean, you can't even comprehend what they're talking about. And the, even the, the, the number designation, the computing power of these supercomputers uh, burgeoning on the level of a quantum computer, which is only about three of the D-wave quantum computers in the world, that is on the island of Maui. And what it is responsible for is all aerospace tracking, identification, targeting, missile launching and testing, and directed energy weapons. And as if that weren't enough to know and understand the strategic importance of why Maui needs to be blind, needs to have its eyes poked out and its ears slapped, right? It needs to be made uh, blind and deaf, is that Maui itself is also home to the DOD's largest, I say that in italics and underline, largest optical telescope for tracking man-made objects in outer space. That's Maui. That's Maui alone. And within that Maui space surveillance complex, there's all kinds of secondary and tertiary entities uh, as part of the DOD and, and different, you know, ARPA-based programs and Space Force and space-based programs and space reconnaissance programs that are all centered out of Maui. So if you ever wanted to come anywhere near the West Coast, which we've heard about the the plans from the hot mics from from uh, General Wei Fang and some of these other Wei, or some of these other Chinese DoD uh, counterparts that they 
have on the table and the strategic repositioning of assets for a kinetic invasion of the West Coast in San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, and up into the Columbia River Gorge? We, we know that. They've, ta- they've talked about it openly. Dave, you've covered that ad nauseum. You've done sem- seminal work on that. So before you could ever even mount that, one of your last aspects of what we, would, we all know is shock and all, right, from the 03 march up to Baghdad, as a part of your shock and all, is one, well, a couple different layers here. Let me just break this down for people. One, you would create radical civil chaos in these major cities on the Western seaboard, including internal strife, rioting, breakdown of critical infrastructure, and you would defund the police. And you would make as many people move out of the urban centers as possible, as in 1,800 businesses left downtown Portland in the last year. And there's been a mass exodus of people from all these major West Coast port cities. They've all fled Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Sacktown, all the way on down to San Diego. Uh, San Diego's been a little bit more untouched by all the crazy wokeness than some of the other cities. But then you would buy, buy off and pay off all the local officials. You would reduce and hamstring your National Guard and your military law enforcement critical infrastructure. You'd overwhelm everything. You would collapse the local economies. You would pinch the supply chains to drive people out so that when you make your initial landing, just like we do as Marines when we take a beachhead, you have you have as little resistance as possible. And then after doing that, the last thing you would do before a significant uh kinetic exchange is you would blind them through SIGINT and human and signals intelligence and human intelligence. You would do your version of shock and awe and you would pluck out their eyes and you would box their ears and make sure that they couldn't see what your next move were. So when you take out Maui, or when you reduce the population on Maui, or when you drive the people out of Maui, or when you overwhelm the critical infrastructure of Maui, now it is right for you to be able to come in and take over the singular, singularly most strategic asset of the U.S. mainland strategic defense. That is the island of Maui and all of its space surveillance complex and its Barking Sands Missile Range and its deep water ports and its military bases and the U.S. Pacific Command Fleet, which is the largest command fleet in the U.S. military, all in one single little tiny geographical area where there's nowhere else for anybody to go except for the wide blue ocean of the Pacific. So that's why Maui is so radically significant. Do we have any estimates or knowledge about how many of these uh, institutions and facilities have been damaged? No, no, I haven't seen any reports on that yet. And in fact, when I went digging uh, the last couple of days, I could not find any. It was like YouTube or any other sites had been scrubbed of anything outside of the CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC. There was no I could not find anything other than, you know, the Mockingbird media repeating the same oh wow oh wow oh wow lahaina lahaina right and just like the fires it was very superficial cursory uh videos or documentation from uh, from meteorologists and then from obviously the mockingbird media just repeating the narrative of uh dry conditions high winds spark wind oh poor lahaina but nothing about anything else that's going on on maui nothing whatsoever let me tell you what my friend who lives there told me uh, if, if you go back from the beach, you have the, okay, on one side, you have the homes, the businesses, and so forth, between the main road and the ocean. 
Okay, and you have both sides populated. But behind the uh, east side of the road is massive farmland, sugarcane and so forth and so on, massive. And those areas were literally untouched. And see, this is what caught the attention of my military source. He said, this is the way fires work. And he said, it's following the pattern of businesses in the road, uh, residents in the road. And in the, I don't know if you've come across that or not, but so you have the area on both sides of the road up to the ocean, devastated, and then you have untouched behind that on the other side of the railroad tracks. Have you come across that at all? Yeah, I mean, it's not to say that it can't happen with wind-driven fires, you know, and different wildland and grass fires. Actually, just two days ago here, our whole sky was blacked out because some guy's entire wheat field cooked off. You know, we had the the aerial... Uh, you know, fire retardant aircraft flying overhead all day long to drop it before the fire hit our national forest and we're losing, you know, hundreds of square miles of forest. Luckily, they got it knocked down. So um, typically you would see fire jump a road like that. But at the same time with wildland forest fire fighting, we do cut, we would cut breaks, you know, we cut breaks in line and, and we would actually do controlled burns. That's one of the things about <laughs> the hyper truther movement watching i don't know how many times i saw the videos going around about the helicopters in canada with guys dropping fire into the forest and they're going see the government's doing it i'm like you morons that's a controlled burn they're back burning so they can create a fire break for the wildland fire that's not the government setting the fire they have different means of setting the fire that's that's wildland forest firefighting and wildland management 101 right but um yeah it's not typical that you would you would see it stop at the road, especially if the winds were what they said they were, you know, and, and where, where I'm going with this, Dave, is, is this is, this is a particular doctrine of asymmetric warfare, unrestricted warfare, as we know from that, from the Chinese military doctrine, uh, being pushed and backed by Russia that's taken on a whole new level. This is where we get into the world war three. This is when we get into the red horse being loosed in, um, the book of revelation and peace being taken from the earth and men being over to slaughter one another because what's going on right now in real time is this doctrine of military uh, encirclement which we did and our island hat hopping campaign in the pacific in order to get you know to the mainland japan and elsewhere and now is happening in reverse to us so most of your listeners are aware of the chinese russian military mega buildup on the island of cuba right isn't cuba like 90 miles from the tip of florida then we have we have Russian strategic nuclear bombers in Venezuela, and we have Chinese Navy in Venezuela. Then we have Chinese training facilities just south of the border. I know you've covered that ad nauseum as well, Dave. Now we have the Hawaiian Islands, uh, for the most part, being softened uh, for a kinetic attack, which is the eyes and ears of our entire uh, – the majority, anyways, not the entirety, but the majority of our national defense if- structure then you have the largest chinese russian naval exercise a flotilla of ships just what was it three days ago four days ago come right to the border of our territorial waters on the lucian islands as a big screw you we're here we're not going away then you have the russian boomers that surface have have been seen off our Atlantic coast down by our underwater sea cables, which, by the way, 98% of all telecommunications and financial transactions globally 
98% run through underwater sea cables from the U.S. eastern seaboard to mainland Europe and then out to the rest of the world from there. They have submarines there. They have Russian boomers in the Gulf of Mexico that have surfaced every once in a while undetected to give a big middle finger to the U.S. signals intelligence uh, listening post. And then we have the same thing off the West Coast as well. And then you have the Canadian wildfires, which anybody who's been following Dave for an, any amount of time know about the Chinese and Russian chi- Russian troops staged basically north of Minnesota. But the Chinese troops in particular in the Northwest region, right across the Canadian border in Vancouver British Island. Columbia, yeah. Now, yeah, now you have a giant smoke screen you know across the entire nation for any other movements that you want to make and we know that Trudeau entered into agreement with the Chinese military that any Chinese CCP assets in the country of China can be protected by Chinese military troops without Canadian parliamentary uh what's it called like a green light for lack of a better word I can't think off the top of my head so no, I, again I you have this talking about let me interject a couple of things here, and then I'll get your reaction to it. First of all, the rare earth minerals right now. This goes all the way back to Clive and Bundy's land with uranium for Hillary Clinton's uranium one to give uranium to the Russians. Uh, and I'm just saying it has a history. I'm not going to go into the details. But yesterday in Congress, Josh Halley was grilling someone from the department. I believe she was from the Department of Interior. And he said, why are you denying all these mining permits for American companies, and yet you're letting the Chinese come in? And then he said, look at what you've done with the Grand Canyon now, where the largest uranium supply in the country is now off limits. And he said, we need this stuff, uh, rare earth minerals, for our war. He focused mostly, though, on electric vehicles. But you translate it to war. Let me. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Let me tell you what my ex-governor in Arizona said, Doug Ducey. And folks, Uniparty, Doug Ducey, okay? GOP, but Uniparty. He's addressing, I believe it was in Massachusetts, 2017, the National Governors Association, and he gave one of the keynote speeches, and the equivalent of the Chinese Chamber of Commerce was there, and he says, we love doing business with China in Arizona. They love our rare earth minerals. When I heard that message, I almost fell out of my chair because I'm thinking this is a country that's threatening to nuke us and you're you're facilitating this. So when you say they're bought off, you're right. I live in a state that's totally bought off by China and their subsidiary, the cartels. So you're absolutely right. And and so um, right now, we're not mining what we need for national defense, but we're turning it over to China. And uh, let me tell you, I'll give you one more aspect to this. I will tell you off air, but I will not say it here. I have a source that's very, very close to me, very close for decades, decades. And this person's job in the military would have put this person in contact with base commanders around the country. And I'm not going to be more specific on air here. And then I've subsequently had three conversations with leadership on bases, not necessarily the commandant, but the, but the leadership. And let me tell you what's being said. 
that when the poop starts with China, the military already knows they've been sold out and they're not listening to Biden if they're in self-defense mode. Do you know anything about, let's start with the last part first. Do you know anything about the military's unwillingness to follow Biden into war against China? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk within the, you know, I'm not too far removed from the military. I'm starting to get some distance from it where I'm I'm like the old salt dog now, apparently. But uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of murmurings of that, you know, and, and this gets into, Dave, the uh, the firing of the missileer commanders in both Montana, South Dakota, even Nebraska and Absolutely. Colorado. I think there was 12 general staff or command staff missileer. That's our that's our terrestrial base uh, nuclear deterrence missile silos that got fired in one foul swoop, along with another handful, as in the tens of missileers themselves that were fired overnight. You know, and then this also gets into the uh, again the defunding of the of the police and the systematic reductionism through wokeism of the U.S. military, including the thing that went on for the last three years that eradicated any of the true patriots and the holdouts and those who are free thinkers. So what you have, again, this is a part of that asymmetric warfare that that uh, that um, the the Chinese strategy that they have of unrestricted warfare through asymmetric warfare through the payoff. You know, I've told you off air. Uh, the guy that I've talked to who's uh, you can't get much more connected as a Pentagon insider than who this guy is. And um, I won't even give any any illustrations as to, as to who he, he may be. Let's just say this. Every single listener would know his name if I said it, it is that much of a of a uh, uh, of a media personality as a Pentagon insider. And he said every single one. Every one of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is bought and paid for by China. Yes. He told yeah, me that a year and a half ago. Look at Milley. Look what Milley said yeah. the Afghan withdrawal in the Senate testimony. And he said, if we go to war with China, I'd have to notify my Chinese counterpart. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how many well, thousands of lives would that cost? And and that's a good point, Afghanistan. Okay, you said you used the word facilitate uh, a little bit ago, May, with regards to, to the U.S. Uh, leadership facilitating China. So the whole Afghan withdrawal was a facilitation of China to come in and take over the lithium and the uranium mines. Yes. Afghanistan has some of the gnarliest, most significant deposits of lithium and uranium in the world. And notice what happened right after Biden allowed uh, so it's all this faint maneuver, right, of like this finger and eye of the U.S. So there's multiple layers of of strategic accomplishment that they get from this. They make America look like a laughingstock. They make American leadership look weak. They uh, get rid of all of our armaments so that we're susceptible. They reduce the morale of the U.S. military. And then at the same time as this is going in, they have literally attaches bringing in their Chinese counterparts from both the private sector, as if China even has a private sector, right, and the military sector to take over the rare earth mineral minings of Afghanistan. And notice one of the reasons, the other reasons why we withdrew from Afghanistan is because it was only profitable for the last 20 years when when the opium uh, epidemic went through the roof 
across the United States, America, and globally, with the U.S. consuming 90% of all opiates on the face of the earth. 90% of all opiates on the face of the earth are consumed by Americans. Um, That was being run by DOD and different intelligence communities out of Afghanistan. You can read all the stats about the poppy production going up, I think, somewhere like 3,800%. Don't quote me on that. Opium production went up 3,800%. Percent in the first two years we were in Afghanistan, right? It didn't get reduced, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. But where this is connected, where I'm going with this is that when they realized and figured out how to synthesize it with three times the effect, i.e., fentanyl from China, we were done with Afghanistan. We were done. It was no longer profitable. You don't you don't need to have all these grows and you don't need to have this high end processing ability to to refine the the poppy plant, you know, into opium and then and then cut it again and then cut it again and then have heavy lift aircraft come out and take these pallets and pallets and pallets of processed opium to the US mainland and then be distributed. You can do it with fentanyl and you can kill off millions of people. I ran a code on my neighbor on a fentanyl overdose. I'm my neighbor, ran and grabbed my paramedic, literally invited us over for dinner. We're sitting there for dinner, and the dude, the dude codes on me. He was a functional, functional fentanyl addict, and I had to go dr- grab my jump bag, and luckily got his respirations, kept his heartbeat going, and we and we got him back, you know. But all this is part and parcel to that unrestricted warfare. And again, if people aren't connecting the docs, they don't know what's going on. So let me jump ship real quick here to Africa. And again, this is all about the biblical prophetic revelation of the red horse being riding, peace being taken from the earth, and men given over to slaughter one another. Most people don't understand anything that goes on. Well, most Americans don't understand anything that goes on outside of their Netflix series. But, um, you know, ECOWAS, which is the economic community of West African states, is currently declaring war against a junta in uh, Niger, Niger, and the junta is run by Wagner Group, and the ECOWAS is run by NATO. And literally, the, the I can't remember the head of which nation in Africa just said yesterday, I mean, France is deploying 5,000 troops. They're having force-on-force incursions right now. They're starting to implement no-fly zones. And the head of this ECOWAS said that Africa will be in a con- continent-wide war in a matter of weeks, a continent-wide war. So now, now let's shift gears over to uh, over to Europe and, and well, Eurasia. Before you go to Europe, well, let you me have... ask you. Hold on, before you go to Europe, why are they doing this in Africa? Uh, rare earth metals. It's rare earth minerals I, I again. Think Af- I think there's a little more than that, and I'll tell you why. I think you're right about the rare earth minerals. There's no question, but I think there's a byproduct here that benefits the globalists. Nigeria is gone CBDC. They're having trouble with final implementation, but they're already there. And um, the rest of Africa is dragging their feet on this. What better way to make CBDC palatable to a nation when it has nothing left and they've been devastated yeah. by war? And I think it's it's ushered in. It's going to usher in CBDC and destroy nations, build back better. That's what I think is going on. But I do agree with you. Uh, there's also benefits. It's money for the military-industrial complex. So I, I agree. Okay, let's go to Europe. 
Yeah, and, and real quick, the other the other quick thing on Africa is most people aren't familiar with this. I mean, my wife lived in Ethiopia for a while, and she was a missionary over there, so we're familiar with, you know, even the Horn, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Somalia, that kind of region. A lot of stuff in North Africa. Obviously, as a Marine, that's like our bread, before the United States was even even uh, ratified. You know, the Marines were fighting um, Muslims in North Africa and Tripoli and and elsewhere and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and, and, um, anyways, was just very familiar with several different nations inside the continent of Africa. But what most people don't understand is that China, again, is the leading head of colonization through what we historically have done as the, you know, economic hitman. People are familiar with that book, with the economic warfare. China has surpassed us on the continent of Africa of, Coming in and basically buying out governments and buying out the resources and colonizing Africa. There is Chinese everywhere on the face of the earth right now. Chinese everywhere. They're everywhere. They're, I mean, I know you're, you're with what's going on with the Darien Gap in Panama and the hundreds and thousands of Chinese military age fighting men being put on DOJ buses and brought to the border by our buses and being given maps, laminated maps on how to navigate through the borders into the U.S. Like this is real. This isn't hyperbole or sensationalistic. This is this is empirical. empirical no, you're right. I'm getting this from Border Patrol. Data. Border Patrol are telling me this. Yes, I've had Border Patrol sources since 2014. And and I'm telling you, I got two sources that are telling me exactly what you're saying, and they're crossing in bands of men. It's not like two or three here. They're coming in groups of twenty and thirty. Yes. Yeah, and 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 there's I mean there's hardcore, you know, I think of Michael Yan for one, but hardcore investigative journalists that are down there physically recording it. It's not hyperbole, hyperbole like people yeah. want to think. It's it's a this is this is a precursor. This is a staging of assets. This is logistics, mega, mega logistics being put in place. And again, that goes full circle back to I'm going to give you one military objective. They're coming in heavily into California. And I can tell you why they're coming into California. There was a plan from the 1950s in the Cold War with originated with Eisenhower. And they would destroy the dams in, in the event of an invasion. They were thinking Russia coming in from uh, Canada uh, by way of Alaska. And they were thinking they would just flood the fields and it would stop in advance. The Chinese are tasked with securing these dams so that can't happen. That's what yeah. I've been told. Yeah, and the thing, and and again, just as a side note, and we don't have to get deep into it, but most people don't understand the capabilities of guys, you know, like say Doug and I that are trained to do what we do, and Doug what Thornton. a small yeah, force Thornton, of yeah. warfighters. We have the ability to to cordon off an area, secure areas of mega populations with very few troops by by uh, cordoning and containing major thoroughfares, whether it's river crossings main intersections and roads and stuff like that without ever firing a shot we do it fast we do it hard we do it efficiently and uh and it's over it's over before the civilians inside the cordon area even understand what happened we're able to do it i i talk all the time about how uh my battalion 
uh, secured the second most holy city in all of Islam, Anajaf, Iraq, which is where uh, uh, I believe it was Ali, Muhammad's brother, who should have been a successor uh, for the nation of Islam, is buried, right? And they have all this shrine, and that's where people hajj to is Anajaf, uh, second to Mecca. And it's as, it was, at the time, it was a city, I think, of about 1.2 to 2 million people. And with 1,200 Marines, we secured it without firing a shot and deposed the local government and put in a puppet government in 45 minutes without firing a shot. Second holiest city in all Iraq. And they knew we were coming because obviously. See, we were marching towards Baghdad. This is way back in 03. And, and so anyways, people don't understand the capabilities of what a, a well-trained, well-organized, well-supported logistically uh, military body can accomplish in a very short amount of time. So anyways, uh, we can switch over to Europe because this is all related because this is going on globally. So um, in Europe, you have Moscow getting hit now on a regular basis. The last three nights in a row, including a mega mushroom cloud. I'm not going to say tactical nuke, but definitely a 2,000-pounder bomb, if not greater. Uh, right in Moscow, they're sending drones in there. They're, they're actually hitting strategic targets inside Russia. Poland is amassing 10,000 troops on their border. They're calling up all their reserves. They're trying, they're trying to make side deals with the Ukrainian government to annex certain portions of former Ukraine if they get involved in the war. In the war. They're shutting down the Belarusian uh, border. XYZ keeps going on and on and on, right? So there you have your, your European contingent. And then you, I don't even want to get into France and Germany. They're so ridiculous. Uh, they're, and notice what all these nations have in common. They're all reprobate, tranny-based nations. The head of Ukraine, you know, the DOD person is a tranny, and the tranny for Germany said this, and the tranny for the U.S. said this. Like, this is the most demonic outpicturing of reprobatism ever and it's designed to kill and enslave all of humanity at one foul swoop i just have i just have one word satan exactly yeah so so then you look at uh you know the india pakistan and and what's going on with Kashmir. and if i if i were to if i were a betting man which i'm not if i were to expect to see any nukes fly without predictability and change the face of the earth and, and all the uh, geopolitics in a single instant, it would be India and Pakistan. It would be where nobody's looking, but India and Pakistan have their finger on the button all day, every day, for the last 40 years at each other with their nuclear weapons. But then right now we also have, I'm trying to work my way around the globe in my mind, um, you have South Korea doing their largest civil defense drill ever. Think about these numbers, ladies and gents. You can't even conceive of them. They are going to, I, I believe in the next couple of weeks, they're doing a drill where they want to get 51 million South Koreans into underground bunkers in under 20 minutes. That's the drill. 51 million people you're going to put underground in 20 minutes as a civilian, as a civil defense drill. At the same time as you have Kim Jong-un's sister, can't even think of her name, in North Korea, which is basically assumed a de facto command as uh, some, you know, Jezebel, satanically inspired leader. 
that is basically said like we're we are going to launch our missiles are more than capable they keep firing over japan which that's a strategic target they have access to guam and wake island and all these other strategic u.s targets not to mention south korea as a mega strategic target for the u.s and then you have the island of taiwan which is just sitting there ripe and ready for china when all these other things kick off and so again it it just keeps going and going and going and going. And then when you look at it economically, the pivot of all these mega nations towards Russia and China is insane, as in, i.e., Saudi Arabia, right? And all the different OPEC nations are dumping a dollar in mass and pivoting towards in mass, where they're going to have a gold-backed central currency, which is going to take over the whole face of the earth very quickly. So there's these different layers of things going on in real time that if we're not connecting them from a macro perspective, we miss them. It's like, oh, wildfires in Hawaii. Oh, you know, border stuff. Oh, this. Oh, you know, oh, oh there's Kim Jong-un with his little missiles, you know, launching them over uh, the Sea of Japan again. And, and most people aren't looking at it from a biblical worldview. And when you look at it from a biblical worldview, the stage is being set for what would be World War III, for what would be bigger than a World War III. It would be the setting the stage of uh, the Red Horse and then the Black Horse, which is global hyperinflation and economic collapse, and then famine, pestilence, disease, which, by the way, going back to Africa and China being bought off by Africa, most people don't know that the head of the W is an Ethiopian. I can't even pronounce his name, right? He's an Ethiopian. He has some, there's been investigated set of trace the hundred, the millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese CCP that has bought and paid off the head of the WHO, which released the thing, which was another asymmetric softening technique against the West for a kinetic invasion, right? So anyways, I know I'm firehosing, Dave, but all that to say is that all of this is connected for the inevitability, and potentially now we're beyond inevitability and we're to the word imminency, from inevitability to the imminency of a full-blown global World War III, which, with the Bible, describes as a third of the population killed. You, 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 you make get a, that, you make a compelling you get economic collapse. Yeah, you make a compelling case. And see, I, this sets up the megacities, the 15-minute city application to it. Because in a war, starvation becomes a major cause of death for civilian populations. What do you need to do to entice them into these megacities? Here, come and get your food. That's one thing you see. Uh, it's interesting, too, because America 2050, a concept that was produced by Mike Krulik, he was uh, Obama's first economic advisor for city construction, city development, city management. And he said that soon there'll be 11 mega regions each inhabited by about 6 million people, that's 66 million. That matches the Deagle report for 2025 projection that says the U.S. will be left with about 65 million people. Uh, and the, the implication You know what's interesting more. about that too, Dave, is that yeah. matches what the Bible says about 10 kingdoms, the earth being, being broken up into 10 kingdoms mm-hmm. with the king over them, 10 regions that are all ruled by a king from which the Antichrist rises up out of one of those region states. So again, it is, I go, when you look at it from a biblical worldview, it's unmistakable. It's unmistakable what's, what's going on here, you know? And so, so, you know, whatever people make of the deal report is up to them. 
but it's interesting that they have their timeline. God has his, his right? what their timeline is god is the one that determines all these things but they have their timeline of 2025 from the world economic forum to the deagle report to different uh uh simulations that they've ran you know and and all these all these different uh um luciferian entities these these little special boy and girls clubs that they have all over the earth uh 2025 for whatever reason is their time frame so when you understand uh militaristic logistics right and even geostrategic logistics, it takes a solid five to seven years to prepare for wide-scale warfare. If you think about when all these things began being put in place, and we're hearing rumors of movements of this and movements of that, and supply chain this and supply chain that, and military forward operating bases and payoffs here and there, it began about five to seven years ago. And it's interesting that we're, we're already pushing the envelope of 2024, so that gives you a roughly about 18 months to the year 2025. 20, and it takes that 19 it, to yeah 2024 that's that's 5 years yeah. right there, you know. Yep, and so so when you think about it, you know, I tell people because because especially American paradigm is we think in instantaneous gratification. If we don't see it within a a uh, a 15-second TikTok video, you already lost our attention, right? And I'm talking about even the adults that are pretty well-informed. They still don't realize how susceptible they are to the spirit of the culture, right? And we are. We're immersed in it. But it, they have a hard time looking back flower and pivot strategy to connecting all the dots to where we're at today. So then they have a better understanding of what comes next. So what comes next is radically significant. And here's what I still, I hold to. This is the speculation of Jamie. This is my opinion is that all this lens, the world war three, the global economic collapse, the hyperinflationary thing, the day's wages for a loaf of bread, the 15 minute cities, the push for electric vehicles, which reduces all your mobility. If people don't understand that, the only reason why they're pushing, pushing, pushing to get rid of combustion engines and selling off our strategic oil reserves is to take away your mobility. You take away your mobility, you control everything. Uh, I, it is my contention that all of this can only be known and understood through the lens of an impending astrocatastrophism-based event, and you, an asteroid, meteoroid, apophis event that they know is on its way. Interesting. But, yeah, that's still my contention is they need command and control. They ran simulations in 2018 in New York City, and their findings from all their simulations about an impending asteroid attack, uh, or asteroid attack, and an astro astronomical event was their singular outcome of all their simulations in 2018 from all the world's space agencies and all the world's you know uh central planning agencies was that the human chaos factor was the bigger threat than the actual effects of a limited asteroid impacts on the u.s their their conclusion was you need to centralize all communications centralize all media you need to centralize all economics, centralize all supply and supply chains, and and centralize mobility. That was their conclusion yeah. in 2018 from their simulation. Jamie, we're flat out of time. I'm going to have you back sooner rather than later because we left a lot on the table today. 
this was an incredible presentation. You were so well prepared and you were so concise. I think we got two shows into one here, but uh, tell people <laughs> very quickly how they can follow your good work. Yeah, they can uh, get a hold of me at Omega Dynamics.org. And we also run a camp called Calico Buffalo Basecamp.com. Right. Say say the uh, first one again. You cut out a little bit. Omega Dynamics.org. Omega Dynamics.org. Yep. And then also you can subscribe or whatever to the YouTube channel. It's just under Jamie Walden. You can hear sermons and. Some of these interviews, a lot of the interviews uh, that that I that I get asked to do are, um, you know, proprietary behind paywalls. But some of them that are available are posted on YouTube as well, too. Okay, look, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, you're going to cause people to sleep under the bed, but we need to. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.